sun does rise Laying in the bed with bloodshot eyes Late in the evening when the sun sinks low That's about the time my rooster crows And Brian, what's happening? What's happening, Mac? How are you? Oh, man, I'm fantastic. I'm in the... Cozy Holland, not Holland Funeral Director Studio, the Holland Home Studio. Nice place you got here. Thanks, man. Very I figured you'd you'd love the Jan Brady decor. It is very nice. <laughs> Split level home, uh, modern late nineteen sixties style, uh, but it's really cool, man. You got a nice backyard. Good yeah. neighborhood. Yeah, it really is, man. I I, I kind of miss my big backyard, but the the tiny one makes more sense. Well, yeah, you don't not as much maintenance. You can make it. I'm really not going to be doing sprints like I did in my old backyard. Uh, when things are smaller, they become cute, quaint, and cozy. Yes. Yes. So that's what. That's what. Yes, they about. are. Awesome. Well, it's good to see you, man. You too. Uh, real as quick, always. Uh, how, how was your How was your weekend? Well, um, played baseball in Pontotoc. Okay. Um, little round robin that Coach Browning puts on every year, which I'm probably not going to go to next year, just because it's become more and more of a hassle. For all of us, because we've got kids in the All-Star game, still on senior trip, but real pleased with my guy's effort. Uh, beat Pontotoc, Amory, and then lost uh, yesterday to Mid-South Expos, and they were they were solid. Where are they out of? Is that in Memphis? Well, they used to be the D.C. Shockers, mm-hmm. and they've just rebranded. They have kids from Lewisburg, DeSoto County, a couple of them from Memphis. Like but, we mentioned last but week. But they're good. Yeah, it's a good they're good. They're good. I mean, it, you know, and it, we were, like I said, we had – no more than nine kids all weekend. As a matter of fact, we borrowed two Junior Legion guys. Shout out Evan McCarthy and Hayden Roberts going into ninth and tenth grade that played with us this weekend. So just to fill out, just to get nine on the field. So we're real pleased with that. But um, no, man, good weekend, man. Things start rounding out soon. So we play this coming weekend in Pulaski, Tennessee. And then after this weekend in the All-Star Games, we'll have for the majority of our whole team the rest oh, of the summer. Well, so. Good for y'all. I noticed y'all, y'all won some games early and uh, – I was keeping up with it through social media, and I said, man, you know, we were kind of ho-humming it. You know? Yeah. And, and then you, yeah, no and you, and you beat some pretty good squads early. So that's, that's yeah. a good sign without no, having your was, first squad. So. How about you? How was your weekend? I mean, it's pretty good. Um, I, I took it easy. I had to, I, I had to make some jeans. I uh, had to make sure some jeans got out the uh, the pipeline uh, Saturday. Our guys uh, who were on the road, Nick, Josh, doing their thing, were down in uh, Mexico, south of the border. I saw that. They were the pop up. It was like, I saw the Instagram. It was like a pop up in like in Cabo or yeah. something. I was like, Cabo. what? Yeah. yeah. Hanging out with Sammy Hagar down there, I think, oh, uh, doing man. their thing. But uh, uh, they're always on the road, and we have to keep up. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, no so, doubt. So we, we, we decided to kind of put a day in and. Uh, be better for it going down the road. But Are you it was like a good day. in the in the like in the funeral business when we work a ton of days in the row, we take a day when we can get it, like whether it's a you know a Sunday or a Wednesday. Do y'all do that in the blue jean industry? Like, you know, like if you work through the weekend, you're like, okay, let's take Monday or let's take well, Tuesday. No, but you know we uh we we just we got to hit that demand. So sure, we're, it's we're, it's the same as ours. Truthfully, the much. only time we ever take one uh federal holiday. Sure, you know, I mean that's a, we we like to you know take care of the folks who take care of us at Blue Delta. And, uh, Appreciate that. We'll take care of that. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll put in a Saturday. Uh, we have such a large crew right. uh, that we can kind of pull, from, pull from, uh, from all sides and uh, make it work for a day yeah. and, and not have to uh, inconvenience everybody. You know, and we let them know plenty, oh, of, plenty yeah. of time. But yeah, it's 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 growing at such a, I guess you'd say such a, a rapid pace that we just we just got to keep up with those guys. On no road. doubt. So absolutely. Yeah. yeah, but that's how my weekend is, and uh, next weekend will be pretty fun. Uh, I think. Uh, yeah. Got some got some stuff going on with uh, Elvis Fest, so we'll yeah. talk about that later on. Absolutely, yeah. we will. Well, before we, we're going to talk some sports, and I really think late night most important news 
this might be the most important sports news as a whole in 2019 that nobody really knows how big it was. Uh, absolutely. Fat guys of the world stand up. Uh, <laughs> Andy Ruiz Jr. <laughs> Raise your buffet plates Andy, in honor. Yeah, Andy Ruiz Jr., a significant, I guess you would say, underdog. Considerably significant. Yeah, uh, defeated uh, Anthony Joseph, right? Yeah, he yeah. was. Uh, I think he was, uh, he was going off at 12-1. to 1. St- They stopped it in seventh round. Yeah. He, uh, he kept knocking. Four knockdowns. <laughs> It was crazy. And, you know, people are kind of saying, well, why did they stop it? when he, Man, that guy couldn't answer a question. Oh, no. Mouthpiece wasn't incorrect. And, he, and he lost it the last yeah. time, and the guy was like, yeah, you don't even have your mouthpiece, so we're done here. <laughs> Biggest boxing upset since James Buster Douglas beat Mike. Now, and I'll say this, Ruiz is actually an accomplished boxer. He just doesn't look the part. Oh, 100%. I mean, you know, I mean yeah. it's just kind of the way it's it like is. It's like the Babe Ruth of the boxing industry. Like, I mean, I mean he, I want to, you know, I don't want to crown him like that, but I mean, to look like that and be capable of that, it's pretty incredible, man. I mean, I'm, I'm impressed. I couldn't. He boxed a the the champ, the champ, yeah. for seven rounds. I guess that's twenty one minutes, right? Three three minute rounds, or they're, they're three minute rounds. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, you wouldn't. You mean you would think eventually his cardio would give out? He did not. He just sat there slugging, hit the guy in the temple one time, shook him. Yes. And I think once that happened, uh. Joseph, he, he was done. Like I mean, like even though he kept getting up on his feet, it was yeah. just like I don't know what to do here. I'm scared. Well, and he, you can't, you could tell he did not prepare for that. He thought he was going to be able to wear him down. But I'll tell you one thing that he did, just based on the clips I saw. One thing that seems like it was always important for Butterbean. It was always important for all, all the heavier set guys, even like the Lennox Lewis's, old George, George Foreman. Foreman's of the world. They have to protect their head. They can take all the body punishment, right? That you can dole out. I mean, they just they have the extra. Padding, I guess you'd say, but but seriously, Remember, it reminds me of Curly from the Three Studios yeah. being such a good boxer. <laughs> yes. But if you if you watch the clips, he protects yeah, his head. He really did. You know, he, the whole f- fight, and he landed the ones he needed to land. So it was, he, it was just so awesome, man. And, and, and if, if boxing is, I'm gonna say this right now: if boxing is smart, they will not have a rematch. They don't no. do not have a rematch. Go ahead and give the world what they want. Yes, Ruiz Wilder. Oh my God! Poor fella. <laughs> oh man, Deontay Wilder's the scariest. Short lived. There's no yeah. doubt in my mind. He's the scariest man on the planet. If he's the, he's that guy that like. If you were in my living room, I've said this about Brian Jones, defensive coordinator at Tupelo High. If you were in my living room sitting on this couch, and I woke up at three a.m., and you were sitting here with a gun, I would wake up if you made noise and be like, Brian, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. But if Deontay Wilder was sitting here. We talked about it. like I, I'd just be like, "Hey, man, I'm cool." Here's the key. Here's the key. The Here's tr- all the keys. You need actually, the truck. Uh, I'm gonna go blue, move in with my parents again. Uh, I'm done here. He's terrifying. He's so terrifying. He is. He's the he's the the he is the subject of that great meme that's uh, when they ask a question. It's like, uh, do you say you love you tell your mother you love her on every every day other than Mother's Day?" And he's like, "To this day, <laughs> to this day." That's I love that name. But anyway, it's finally uh, the rebirth of boxing. Yes, it was kind of peeking in a little bit with the Klitschko brothers worldwide. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that was kind of like everybody was talking about. I mean, these Waladi and Vladi, something. Yeah. <laughs> and then now it's uh, it's really, I think the UFC has kind of made this happen. You know what I mean? Like I agree. it became so popular, boxing had to figure out a way to promote the oh, product. No doubt. 
and they got lucky. Perfect storm with Deontay Wilder coming up, and things like Absolutely. this happening. You know, it brings attention to it. Social yeah. media. I couldn't turn anywhere on any form. Nothing without hearing about. Well, it. being for real, and it was, nobody's talking about it on Facebook. They were too too busy yeah. putting recipes and Trump yeah. Trump stuff, either good or bad. But on Twitter, <laughs> it was all over the place. <laughs> where we love, where we get our information yeah. from Twitter. Oh man, the best, the best, <laughs> the best info is on Twitter. Anyway, but it was pretty. It's been a, that was a big thing this weekend. Also, there. I'll let you speak on this. You know more about this than me. Big regional baseball going on in state. Yes, yeah. uh, about that? three squads. Me, yeah, let me let me start with Southern Miss. Um, huge day one upset. I, I don't want to call it huge because it was a two three game, but they just. I mean, they took Arizona State to the woodshed and gave LSU all they wanted last night. Tie game, bottom of the eighth, uh, four to four in Baton Rouge. Uh, gave up a couple, you know, gave up a big inning, lost eight to four. But I could, e- I could see them beating Arizona State today and giving LSU all they want again tonight, and possibly even playing tomorrow again. But you know, it's Southern. Southern's always good this time of year. But um, Brian, I, I don't like to call myself a prophet. Um, I want to give you a shout I, I out. I don't, for I don't want to be blasphemous. Man. But about three weeks ago, I t- I, I said it on the pod. I said, man. Do not let this Ole Miss team get hot in the postseason, man. And they may cool off, but they are looking right now like everybody thought they would. Doug Nikhazy is throwing as good as anybody's Friday night starter right now. Uh, Will Etheridge with, with a fantastic start in game one. And they finally and, got the three pitchers. They finally figured it out. Yeah. They got those and two. Know, and who, but who's the, the first-round pick, the guy that turned down the money to come to Ole Miss? Uh Oh, uh, Connor uh, Gunner Hoagland. Hoagland, yeah, Hoagland. yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that, he's a good. He, Dude, he's going to he'll, he'll, he'll the rock today. tonight. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's that's, and you. This is all on the backs, also of the number one recruiting class in the country of twenty nine or seventeen, sixteen, whatever it was. Dillard and those guys. Kessinger's killing it, dude. You he's just, the best, I think he's the best shortstop in America this year. I'm um, hard to argue that, but but seriously, it's you kind of had the idea that if they got hot, watch out. Because this team's good. It's crazy to see Thomas Dillard hitting leadoff. You know what I mean? I've seen him leading off the game. Let and me get, tell you this, he gets though, on base, I, though. I love this, though. Yeah. I, do this, I do the exact same thing in summer with Hammer Franks. Of course you do. Because I want him going to the plate more than I do anybody else. Over the course it's, of the it's season. It's not that I like him more than anybody else on my team. It's just it makes the most sense. And it's kind of unconventional. Only one at bat per game is there nobody on base. Or in front of him usually. Everything right. else, it shakes out. Yeah. And you got you got to do stuff. And Ole Miss does a good job of it, of, of – putting decent guys at the bottom to where you do get some rollover. But it just makes sense to me to start a game that a pitcher's like, well, crap, i got to throw to Thomas Dillard. And then, you know? then i got to throw to Kessinger. And then i got to <laughs> exactly. And Keenan's great. You know, the, Zabowski can really, put it out of the parking time. Really, really, really good run by Ole Miss. I'm, I'm telling you, bold prediction here. We won't be able to talk about it until the next pod. But um, where do they go? Arkansas. Okay. Yeah. So they, this they, ought to be they interesting. They played well this they year. They swept mm-hmm. the Razorbacks in Arkansas. Really the only team to manhandle Arkansas this year was Ole Miss. I in love Fayetteville. that matchup. So, dude, it's, it's going to be. Not necessarily that they've swept them this year, but it's just there's familiarity there. Yes. I mean, yes. you played it, there before. It will be the most electric super regional, assuming both of them win. There's no questions right. asked. Yeah. Um, Talk about the Bulldogs. State, par for the course. Uh, you know, uh Really pleased to see him beat a real scrappy Southern team. Uh, on day one, JT Ginn came out in the third inning, kind of throws your wrinkle in what you're doing in a tie ball game, but they grinded out, used the bullpen. Things worked out perfect. They're, they're kind of caught stride. Yesterday against Central Michigan, they could not have had a better start. Four runs in the first inning on like seven hits. 
and then held on. You know, it, credit to Central Michigan. They they kind of hung in there and made a ball game of it. But uh, State wound up winning 7-2. Tanner Allen had a big home run late, kind of sealed the deal. Uh, Ethan Small with East, Ethan was Ethan Small. I think kind of like you think Greg Kessinger is the best shortstop in America, which I agree with. Ethan Small is the best pitcher in America. Mm-hmm. It just, it's hard to argue it, he's, that. Man, he, his, his numbers are incredible, even when he's not great. This is always a, gradu- a measure to me of a great, great pitcher. How well do you compete when you don't have your best stuff? Now, most guys, they have to nibble. They have to nickel and dime. He still gets strikeouts when he doesn't have his best stuff. So, it's, it blows me away, you know. But um, matchup with the winner of Miami and Central Michigan, Ole Miss matchup with the winner of uh, Clemson and – who was the three? Um, Illinois. 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 Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I, I fully expect State and Ole Miss to move on. State's matched up with uh, the Stanford Regional, who they got beat by Fresno State last night. So uh, they're hosting no matter what, and the Reb should be headed to Fayetteville. Yeah. Ought to be really, really interesting. Clemson, but, Illinois sounds like an NCAA tournament 8 9 matchup in the first round. It could know, not it's the most sound eight, nine, more like the most 8 9 matchup. game of all time. That is, that's, that's so well said. Yeah. Well, um, I'm excited about next weekend. Yeah, you no know doubt. what I mean? And I guess um I'm trying to think. Will you think there what what percentage of the Fayetteville crowd uh saying that Ole Miss ends up there would be an Ole Miss traveling crowd? Twenty five to thirty. You think I But think let me are. say this too. They 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 pack it out. They pack it. Right? I mean it's a twelve thousand seat deal. So we're we're not talking about like six hundred people. We're talking about three or four thousand. I, right. I really think they that. come out of the northwest Arkansas Hills for that. Yes. They really do. But I think Ole Miss, you'll, you'll hear them on TV, in other words. Yeah. You know, you watch some of these regionals, and you're like, okay, that the moms and dads are here. Right. But, no, the Rebels will travel to Arkansas, for sure. Yeah. Well, tell Absolutely. me tell about the Braves. I've been watching them, I love by the them. way. They're fun to Dude, watch. I love them. It, does it not remind you of those early 90s Braves teams where you had the young Jones boys, you had the dude, it just Mark Hakus and Freeman are the old guys, kind of mm-hmm. like Justice and Gant was. Now, the pitching staff – it wasn't the 90s pitching staff. Right. But they're getting quality outings. Uh, Mike Soroka. Well, he dude, rem- can I, I was going to say, please. he reminds me of Greg Maddox. Dude. <laughs> he really does. Uh, poor it's, man's it's, Greg Maddox it, this time. You're right. Uh, he, he, Greg Maddox had a quote years ago that it says, uh, when I don't have my best stuff or whenever I'm behind to a batter, I don't throw harder. I try to locate better. And nobody and he, in the history of the game did and it And it better. reminds me of this young guy. You know dude. what I mean? Like He, he throws yeah. balls sometimes that – They'll start middle in, and by the time they get to the plate, they're away, and the guy's reaching and just flailing at it. Or Dude. he'll throw a he'll throw a you know a change up in on the guy's hands. It pops up to third baseman foul territory. Foul territory. You know, oh yeah, man, this guy knows. And it. that's a, that's a that's a measure of a good a pitcher with not amazing stuff. Is one thing you always used to do for accuracy when you're training pitchers, you put a string between two poles. And you see how many times you can hit that string. Those are the type of guys that can hit that string yeah. every time. It's, and it's if he a, throws a ball in the dirt, it's because he wanted to. It's not because he missed. Yeah. So you know, it's it's. But no, I, I love them, man. I think they got a great mix. I think they're going to be active at the trade deadline. I think that uh, Dallas Keuchel from the Astros that, is in the mix. But say Kimbrell. Kimbrell is in the mix. The thing is, the draft is coming up. Yes. And if you sign Kimbrell, you have to give up a conditional first rounder or mm-hmm. second rounder supplemental draft yeah. kind of guy. So I mean, if you just wait till after Monday. You're, I mean, you can sign him. Right. And he's also probably asking for a king's ransom. Oh, no doubt. But that's cool. He's probably earned it. And he's he's a pro's pro too. And here's my thing too. Ah, he's fresh, and he's coming home. Yeah. It makes sense. It may, you think he's going to be a brave? I, I really do. Okay. I, th- I think Dallas Keuchel and uh, Craig Kimbrell are both headed to Atlanta, mm-hmm. and that those two guys. Keuchel's a top end of the ro- rotation pitcher. He is. I mean, of course, he was out in Houston where they have four right. or five aces, but. 
he is a guy that has won 16, 17, 18, 20 ball games a year, a couple years in a row when he was healthy. So I fully expect him to bolster rotation, gives you a lefty, and gives you at what was one time the most dominant closer in baseball. So yeah, exciting. It's very, exciting. very exciting. Austin Riley is the hottest player in major leagues right now. Oh I my think. gosh, and he is a sip made individual. Yeah, I yeah, love that. Yeah, it's really cool. He uh he it's funny. I'll be watching. I feel like a soothsayer sometimes. I'll be sitting <laughs> there at my house watching the game, in the you know the baseball group text or my roommate and like. I think Austin Riley's going to hit a bomb here. And it's pretty much one of those things, like, if you just, yeah, boom, you're just like, ah, no, I was just taking a, I mean, I figured he would, you know, because he's, so, he's so hot. And, you know, uh, Dancy Swanson, shortstop's playing well. Yes. Um, I, You know, I fully expect the regional teams that people root for. Cardinals, kind of, oh, yeah. they're up and down, but at the in the end, they'll they'll they'll, they'll kind of figure out a way to be They have the best leader in baseball in Yadier Molina. In Yadier Molina. He's hurt. He'll be back, though. He will be. He'll be back. He, he's, I, I would argue this, I think, until the day that I die, and I hope that's a long time from now. And there may be plenty of catchers come across by that time. He's the best has- catcher in the history of the game. Okay. I, I, I mean, I don't care. You know, offensively, he's good. He's not he's great. He's just good, but different. But, yeah. but what the value he has behind the plate is, un- I mean, you can't, the, the only can't one, measure The it. only one that I would even be able to throw up with you there, because like, like Piazza couldn't catch. Right. I mean, I mean, you know, I mean he, was, he, could hit. he had no arm. Pudge. Pudge I was think, good. I think they're 1A and 1B either way you put them. You know what yeah, I mean? You're, I mean, you're right. You know, no, it, that's absolutely but, right. But he, is, he won more. He did, he did, Pudge didn't play on many good teams. He did not. He played on some and, bad and, teams. And the Cardinals – have won a lot of games simply because of Pudge. And, you know, Pudge kind of came in and Nolan Ryan kind of brought him along. Right. Whereas Yadier has brought their pitchers That's along. What I was about you know, to say. so it's I feel like, different yeah, generations. I feel like too. Pudge makes his, his you know, he, he kind of he made his team better, no doubt. But I feel like Yadier has made a bunch of average to pretty good pitchers. Yeah. Awesome. You know what no I mean? No question. So, you know, it's just, it's just one of those things. You're you're absolutely right. But, no, I, I, I'm i not a Cardinals fan, but I do root for them, you know, obviously when the Braves aren't playing. Yeah, because, but I'm Turner Broadcasting Network till I die. No doubt. No doubt. Well, uh, you know, uh, I I root for the Brew Crew. Big, yeah, I root, like I said. I, I got I, my boy, Brandon Woodruff, Brandon Woodruff pitcher, pitcher of the month in May. Month, yeah, and, you know, Christian Yelich is just on fire. He's right now the, probably the best player in baseball, uh, you know, in terms of – of the guys who oh, are established, yeah, no uh, question, and you know they're just loaded. Uh, it's fun. It's fun to watch baseball. They're fun. It's fun to watch baseball right now because there's, I mean, balls are juiced and there's so many home runs. Oh, yeah. and, you know, and oh, you got yeah. so many good athletes. That's right. And um, baseball for a while was lacking athletes. Yes. Now, now it's the game over the years has changed dramatically. Now to where it you have to be, you have to have an amazing one or two tools to play this game and not be an athlete. Right. Like, you know, you think about – I mean, like, Cal Ripken was not a good athlete, but he was a hell of a <laughs> hell of a shortstop and third baseman. Yeah. But that was because he knew how to play the game. But, like, I don't know if you – like, I don't know now if you could take Cal Ripken, who's my favorite player of all time, and – He's probably a third baseman. or Well, what I'm saying you know, is like, maybe a first baseman. Maybe a first baseman, yeah, Like, yeah. I don't think he would get the same looks that, like, your typical shortstops do now. Troy Tulowitzki started all this. Yeah. The six five, two hundred ten pound monsters at shortstop that just freakishly athletic and throw the ball hundred miles an hour across the diamond. So Cal yeah. didn't have that, but he was a gamer. But anyway, we got other big sports things going on. We do the NBA Finals game two is tonight. It's one zero Raptors two. Yes, yes. Uh, I was I was surprised that Golden State did not win game one, but I did know that Toronto would win a game in Toronto. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So I didn't know. I thought it'd be game two. My prediction still stands. I think Warriors in six. Yeah. Um, KD will probably come back game three. Okay. Um, I don't 
know if that matters. I mean, I, I mean, I, I you know, I, I want to ask you this because I, I remember we talked Warriors about go that. Warriors to one the other night, right? We, you mentioned that you thought that that Golden State was probably a better basketball team without him, mm-hmm. and then like uh, you know that that was kind of proven true. The one thing that I kind of noticed the other night, and I only caught the second half. The only reason I thought about this is because I saw a graphic a day earlier. When KD is guarding Kawhi, the it 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 neutralizes him better than anybody else. The like length. the numbers, yeah. the numbers were yeah. were considerably in favor of Kawhi when anybody else was guarding him on the Warriors. So I thought about that, but then like it kind of is offset because they could have won the other night. Yeah, but I mean, they, just, they didn't hit shots. Yeah, uh, they kept Steph from from going off. Yes, Fred Van Fleet. Yes, he, uh, Wichita State. Wichita yeah. State, shocker. Yeah, yeah. He can really. Mm-hmm. He he. Uh, he's pesky. He's a kind of like a Matthew Dellavedova type. Jose Juan Barea. Yeah. Well. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Defensively, he gets after guys a little bit bigger yeah. frame, and uh, he yeah. can shoot a little bit. So he kind of he kind of gives Steph a little bit of a problem. Um, Kawhi is able to guard Clay. He gets yeah. through those screens and stuff. Sure. It'll be interesting to see what happens uh, if KD comes back. I still think the Warriors are, are probably a better team without him. They'll get some things figured out. I expect them to win game two tonight in a close game. Really? Yeah, I really do. Uh, I think that the Drake curse karma comes through. I, like, I, I, I want to touch Just on like that. it did for you know everybody else. I don't feel like Toronto's a tough place to play. No, nah, they're too friendly up there, eh? Well, I mean, <laughs> I know that, but like, you know, like you think about playoff basketball. It's their first finals trip ever. Like, Portland, I wouldn't – you could give me six guys, and I don't think I could win in Portland. Right. But, like, it just seems like it's not real loud. It's not rowdy. Um, now that's we, 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 need, we really need Memphis to get to a finals just because <laughs> that would be the most insane atmosphere in the history of the NBA. But – It'd say, be so hot and sweaty oh in there. They could, cut, like they could cut that thing down to 58 degrees. You could, it could be so cold, you could hang meat in there, and we'd all be sweating. That's right. <laughs> That's right, but uh, it just it doesn't seem like it's very intimidating. And of course, I know the Warriors aren't intimidated by anything at this point. Right. But uh, as far as Drake's concerned, I'm done, man. Like, stop. Like, what do you? He was he was popping off last week at Giannis when the game was over. It's like, what are you doing? Right. Like, you're not an athlete. Like, and I think you may have said this, and maybe said it off the air. I don't remember, but somebody from the opposing team that is not going to affect the outcome of the game. When they're running to the locker room, either at halftime or after the game, needs to just accidentally put their shoulder down and drive him to the floor, and act like it was an accident. I'm, I'm just so, and you know, here's the thing: I know Draymond is the easiest guy in the NBA to pick at and say, you know, let me let me talk crap to that guy. But if Draymond Green really wanted to and knew it didn't affect the outcome and he wouldn't get a tech and be, you know, have to sit a game, he could kill Drake. Oh. Like who's the guy he has beef with? Pusha T. Yeah, Pusha. He'd be sitting courtside for me if I was Golden State. Oh, with a Curry jersey <laughs> on, right on the end of the bench. Yeah, or closer to the other end. Yeah, yeah. Drake's end. But no, I, I'm I'm so sick of him like trying to latch on to whatever's going on. Yeah. It's not what's popular because obviously he doesn't have a winning track as far as supporting somebody. If Memphis was in the finals and Drake was trying to start hollering around with 901 Shelby Drive. I would you know hope he'd I mean? get assassinated. Well, we would not let him in the grindhouse. We, no. we, we'd make him go eat at uh, whatever drive-through chain <laughs> barbecue place we have. That we wouldn't let him go to Ron. And then throw him in the Mississippi. Yeah. <laughs> I don't By like Mud Island. I can't stand him. But anyway. I, I really don't think he's that bad uh, as a talent. But his, his sport, No, he's not. His sports stick, uh, it bothers me. It's tired. Yeah. It's really tired. Yeah. Well, some other little quick NBA news. Uh, s- suspected uh, 
hopeful Greer's number two pick, John Morant, having a little bit of procedure done. Teeny tiny procedure. Teeny tiny procedure, which is just the most Grizz thing ever, right? Right. I mean, so hopefully things work out well there. But I will say this. He's, he is the expected pick. But they do need to do their due diligence and bring in R.J. Barrett. Like, yeah. they, they should not have said a few weeks ago publicly or let it leak out that we're going to take John Morant at the second pick because right. what if something happened? What And if? what if John Morant comes in for a workout and he really can't shoot? I mean, yeah. I'm just saying there's a lot of crazy sure. things. I mean, there might be some – I mean, you just never know. What if oh, no doubt. between the time they said that and the time the draft comes, John Morant uh, steals somebody's identity and does something crazy? Who knows? I'm just saying, like – then you've alienated R.J. Barrett already because right. you're not drafting. So, you know, maybe should have held their cards a little closer. But uh, he's got that going on. Here's and, uh, to hoping it works out swimming. Absolutely, absolutely. And I guess uh, one more thing uh, before we take a quick break here. It might lead to another little discussion. But uh, I've been watching videos of uh, LeBron at his son's AAU game. His son, Bronny Jr., he can play. Oh, I'm glad you brought this up. He yeah. can play. Uh, and they, they've got they've got a, a couple kids in, in that team that can play. I think he's going to go uh, play high school basketball on the same team with Dwayne Wade Jr. Or Dwayne's oh, son, Zaire. Zaire, Zaire yeah. yeah, Zaire. Uh, so that's going to be a lot of fun. You know, uh, they're both big-time prospects. I don't expect that uh, either one will ever play a day of college basketball since now that the, yeah. the one-and-done thing. Or LeBron and Dwayne are smart enough to know, hey, my kid is maybe going to go play overseas. Do the same thing R.J. Hampton's doing. I want to ask you about that while you're bringing that up. Do you think that's a trend that's starting to gain more steam than it will? Yeah, because you can go over to Australia where it's yeah. not. It's like like where it's not the big time league. Right. You can be the marquee player. You can get a three, a six figure contract for a year. Yeah. Do some endorsement stuff over there uh, and get better being a professional basketball player because college doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Right. They're not they're not going to college. Well, to do anything with I ask you that to ask you this: Do you think that will force college's hand to get rid of that crap? Yeah, it's it, they need to get you know they're getting they either to, go now or go three years later. Yeah, they, they need to do the baseball model. And yes. here's here's the thing that's that's really about to hurt. There's going to be a lot of guys who can they, they're figuring this game out. You can graduate in three years. Yeah, you can get the school to pay for your degree, and you can graduate in three years. That's right. And then say, I mean, I'm just throwing names out here. Okay, this is not this is just hypothetical. Say a guy like David Drain is at Southern Miss, and he graduates in three years. Ladavius Drain. Ladavius Drain, my bad. David Drain. You say David Drain every time. I know. Ladavius Drain. Uh, let's just say, I mean, just throwing a name out there. Just, let's just say he's he has a really good three three years and he graduates yeah. at Southern, Southern Miss. And then he says, you know what, I'm not an NBA player, but I need to maximize my earning potential playing basketball. I got this degree. Right. So let me just go ahead and leave. Yeah. I mean, they can just go overseas and make six figures. 100%. I mean, like, you know, there's, yeah. a, there's a lot of folks that can do that. Uh, it's going to hurt that next tier. Of guys, oh, absolutely. the guys who don't really care about. I mean, like, I mean, they're going to have jobs and they will contribute to the oh, workforce. Yeah. But their best skill is as a basketball player. Sure, so let's sure. do that. They're going to be coaches later. They're going to be at worst. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, they're going to be front office execs. Yeah, you know, they'll do like camps. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But let's go make money now, and it's going to really, it's going to dilute the talent pool going forward because yeah. of this option. Sure. So I mean, and it's going to be the growth of overseas leagues. Things like uh, right. London, Aust- Australia is really growing, but like places like London where, in England where they don't really have a. a High-paying league, right? It will start to have more people. Sure, you know what I mean because sure. it's, it's a it's a very westernish culture over there. If, oh, if that no makes question. Sense. So well, and uh, you know, I, you, you, one thing you said that I love right there is you think they need to follow the baseball model. Not only do I need to think, I think they need to follow the baseball model. I think they should adapt the policies considerably, just because there's what sixty four picks in the entire NBA draft. Is that right? Yeah, 32, 33. thirty two, thirty three. Okay, so sixty four picks. I think you should give the option to kids who enter the draft out of high school and even – well, say if you enter the draft out of high school, 
if you don't get drafted, you may actually attend college. I would think that that would be because I mean, you're punishing an 18 year old kid, you know. And, that, and here's another thing: why do you have to even enter a draft? I mean, yeah, just I mean, like, it's yeah. not even an enter. Just yeah. take away the whole entry thing, yeah, and just say, look, if you if we draft you, we'll call you. Now, and it's <laughs> you tough, and it, it is tough because you do need to have agent representation 100%. to work out and stuff. So Absolutely. Like, there is a gray area there. You know what I mean? Like you just uh, there just needs to be some kind of clause. Say, look, we're not going to take any money. Oh, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna go to this. That yeah. we'll pay out of pocket for these right. agents, and we'll sign something with them saying, "Hey, if we do get drafted, you know, you'll get this cut of this big contract I'm gonna sign." But if not, hey, I'm the 68th best player in the draft. I'm going to North Carolina. And the you know? NCAA can do what they want. Why don't they just create more positions and give? I agree. Fifty. Uh, Developmental mentor jobs where people can yes. go out and they hang out with the top fifty prospects, yes. and they work them through yes. the process yes. legally. Yes, and more like, of that. Here's a way that we can keep you eligible, but you might get drafted. And I mean, yeah. you could, but even if you don't get drafted, the way things shake out, you're going to be a one and done anyway. So let's facilitate right. this process. Sure. They can do this stuff. They don't need kind of They need dollar Mac and BB. We'll figure it out. Yeah, quarter common sense. Yes, works the quarter works common sense every time. Every time. Right. Well, speaking uh, speaking, you know, we were talking about start off by LeBron. He is not the most over-the-top sports parent I've seen over there. Um, he does frustrate me a little bit. But with that being said, if you are the greatest player on the planet, it is, cool that, it is cool that you can go over there and cheer for your kid sure. and, and give instruction to everybody. I don't like that it happens sometimes during the game. That's my that's my I critique. I, that's my critique. I mean, he, LeBron has the power to go to every post game meeting, oh, every pregame talk, whatever. He can do whatever he wants. But doing it from the sidelines – it's kind of tough, you know what I mean? I'll tell you one thing that also bothered me by this: the whole Instagram thing. Did you see? He 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 told yeah, he yeah. wouldn't let Bronny get an Instagram, and he finally lets him get an Instagram, and he's the first comment of Bronny's first post, and it said, "All the haters just know I'm a parent, so if you if anything's negative here, I'm gonna pop off." It's like, time out, dude. Like, but what if they're right? <laughs> exactly. You know, if, if if there's things that are true, you don't have to say twice. Yeah. You know, it, it, but it just it's kind of like he was almost inviting people to be negative. Yeah, a little bit. And it's like, dude, just just let your kid be his kid. He's got a tough life ahead of him regardless. Because, one, if he's not as good as you are, he's always going to be talked be. about. He and he won't be. be. He won't be. I mean, look well, at Michael Jordan's Well, let's just Jordan's say this. The son. numbers say that. He had two sons that could play a little bit, and neither one. His yeah. two sons were Division One basketball players, and they were better than 95% of the people on this planet. Right. They weren't even close to Michael Jordan. No, or even close to NBA. Pistol Pete Maravich had two kids. You know? Three kids. They were, they, they were great. They played college basketball. So nowhere close. He, he needs to, like, the only person I can literally think of ever in, the, in that realm since we're talking about it, Archie Manning. Yeah, his two sons were phenomenal. There's another one on the way. Uh, yeah, I saw Cooper's kid. Uh, <laughs> Did that right? Yeah, <laughs> Arch Manning. Uh, and that is King, King Griffey Senior, King Griffey Junior. Yeah, Bobby and Barry Bonds, the Ripken. But there's there's not many not out many. there mm-hmm. that it pans out where father and son are both incredible. Much less the best player right now. Yeah, you know. But yeah. anyway, yeah. Well, um, speaking of Bron, Space Jam Two. Yeah, it's kind of in pre-production. Uh, give me the guys that you would like, whether good or bad, <laughs> to be uh, the Bond stars. Who would you like to see LeBron's LeBron's teammates be? Uh, I don't. I hate to be a no comment guy, but I don't want this to be successful. That's what I'm saying. So <laughs> give me your trolls. Give me, give me, give me. Oh wow, I yeah. love that. Okay. Oh like, yeah, like like LeBron. Sorry, you're stuck with Brian Scalabrini. I, I want him <laughs> to have Draymond just for controversy. Okay. Like okay. I want there to be arguments. And Draymond kind of looks like a monster. He really does. I can see little horns on him. Um, 
I would want him to have literally the worst starting point guard in the league. Uh, Ray- Raymond Felton? No, he's, Raymond, not, he's not a starter. But see, I like Raymond <laughs> Felton, man. He's a 20-year guy, it seems like. Um, somebody that's just bad at distributing to where he'd have to be like struggle. Okay. Um, J.R. Smith, no okay. question. Okay. <laughs> just because. Um, I'm going to say Ziggy. Just because, just because that's where he's, that was his big when he started. Right. Is it during the uh, Yes. Or, okay. Ziggy right now also, okay. by the but way. Not now. in his prime. With his feet like fused together. Yeah. Yes. Um, and Bowl Bowl. Okay. I don't ask. Okay. <laughs> They're going to get killed. <laughs> well, yeah. Monstars minus 43. But then again, the Monstars could be upset that they took those guys. You know, <laughs> <laughs> It's true. <laughs> Who do you have? Oh man, um, I would I would go with our fat guy starting five. <laughs> I would like for him to have uh, Khalid El Amin, Khalid El Amin, uh, Oliver Miller, uh, fat, fat Sean, Sean Kemp. Kemp. Yeah, for sure. I would. I'll throw in Vin Baker. I'll give him Vin Baker, Robert Tractor Trailer, and Robert Trailer. Just to be no, no, yeah, no. For real, I really think the uh, a fun a fun team to watch as the Monstars uh, would be, of course, Giannis. You know what I mean? Like people, oh, would yeah. just, Giannis would be fun. Kawhi would be fun. Um, I think if a guy like JaVale McGee for comic relief. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he has some big, skills. He's a big Frankenstein looking yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> man, Luca. Because he, he's like a magician. Oh. You know what I mean? That would okay, actually Okay, I'm really favoring the Monstars if he's got yeah, all yeah, All-Stars. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like the 2026 20, <laughs> NBA All-Star LeBron team. did take Zadrina Silgaskis, Mo Williams, uh, Damon true. Jones, and uh, Drew Gooden to the finals. But this is, a one, this is a one-game set. It is. This is not a seven-game series. For sure, for sure. All right, well, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to be right back, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit more uh, sports movies, and then, man, we're going to talk about some uh, some things we haven't talked about in a while. Yes. Our culinary delights. We'll be right back. And welcome back to What's Happening. Um, I always like those breaks. I do too. Gives me a time to go refresh, take a deep breath. Deep deep breath's huge. (laughs) The deep breath is... You know, it's just like that first one where you kind of halfway hold it. Sometimes we got to pet the dogs, got to do what we got to do. Yeah, they're being good boys today. They yeah. really are. Well, speaking of movies, there's there's some movies that have been coming out recently. Yes. I, fi- I finally caught up on Avengers Endgame. It was really enjoyable. I saw it. Um, Godzilla, another reboot yeah. of it. Yeah. The newer Godzilla movies are fun. Uh, they're cool. The Matthew Broderick thing back in the day, I did not enjoy so much. No, I didn't. But I'm kind of okay with these. But that did come with Come With Me by Puff Daddy. Yeah, I cry. You know, you had to buy that entire CD to purchase that song, yeah, and you can't find it on Spotify. You cannot find it anywhere. Uh-uh. It's such a like Chris. It's like Garth Brooks doing the Chris Gaines it, stuff. It, I'm gonna call him <laughs> and just ask for Sean Combs, just because that makes me mad. Diddy, but, but no, but I, I'm, I'm I'm gonna go watch Godzilla. Uh, I, I've always liked those films. Like I liked Kong Skull Island a few years ago. Yeah, it just entertaining. Naomi Watts. No, John C. Riley. John C. Riley. Yeah, it, yeah. You think? Yeah, you're thinking actual Kong. Kong. Yeah, yeah, Skull Island was pretty fun. It was it was good, but uh. What uh, your movie guy? What give me a couple of movies to see coming up? Two musical biopics. Uh, you know, Bohemian Rhapsody came out. and I think kind of set the tone for. I think a lot of these are about to roll out. But um, 
one, uh, Rocket Man, story of Elton John, I think it's going to be fantastic. Taron Egerton. Taron Egerton. I think yeah. it's going to be really good. I think it's going to sh- it's going to show the background and, and the upbringing of Elton and all the way into you know adulthood and where he is now. From what I he's so fun. He oh he just, no doubt. My a, mom saw him in concert like three months ago. Said it was phenomenal. Like he's just a great person. In other words, but um, I look forward to that. I think that's the end of this month. Also mm-hmm. the end of this month. And I know you hadn't seen the preview this yet, but I'm kind of surprised. Yesterday, mm-hmm. the name of the movie, it's the story of uh, this man named Jack Malik, And power wipes out, is wiped out across the world for like an, 30 seconds, an hour. It's a short period of time. And when this man wakes up, he's the only person on the planet that knows who the Beatles are. <laughs> And it, it just shows him, it goes into the trailer, and he's like playing a guitar, and he's, Yesterday, all my troubles seem so far away. And there's like three or four girls at the table over that are like, Oh my God, when did you write that? That <laughs> sounds like, great. I didn't write it. Paul McCartney wrote it. It's the Beatles. And they're like, Who? So it's like, and I don't know the real premise, but it show, he's got to like recreate oh, the songs awesome. and show the world who the Beatles were, what they wrote, but it, it looks phenomenal. I'm so excited about that. I think it's the most covered song uh, on albums and stuff of oh, all yeah. time, right? I think yes. yes. The song Yesterday. Yes. That's awesome. Uh, I mean, the Beatles are good. Oh, they're so good. The Beatles are good. They I, really I, are. I, I know you're a Stones guy over the Beatles, so is the mayor. I get it. Yeah. But but my mom, I mean, the, the, it, Hey Jude, Yesterday, you, I mean, those are just really, really passionate songs that it's hard to do. It, it's going to be good. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And then one more movie, and we've got a couple months on this, uh, The Irishman. Oh, yeah, you were uh, talking about the story thing. of Jimmy Hoffa and all that, yeah. man. That's, uh, and it's, it's Scorsese, the usual characters, Pacino. Uh, it's it's, it's going to be. Goodfellas was on last oh, night. I love, man. <laughs> Billy Bats comes in there and he says, go back and get your shine box. <laughs> now go get your shine box. <laughs> Yo, my. <laughs> uh, so he's the best, man. I don't know why he would ever be cast in anything other than Home Alone as a villain or in mobster movies. Well, that and uh, I watched him. Uh, My cousin or, or, Benny. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So good. Joey Callow. Callow. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good film. Anyway. And he's also really good in uh, the movie uh, The Super, where he owns that rundown. Oh, yeah. Uh, but he's always like a punk, a bad guy. Yeah, he's, you know he's never like this, just a polite a guy. A lovable bad guy. Or a mean yeah. guy. A crass, really hard kind of guy. He's never the protagonist in a movie ever and that's it's perfect for him for sure for sure well there's some other big things kind of going on um soon this month yeah hank is that right <laughs> yes osephus himself's coming to tupelo dude uh what, what's the day is it i think it's june 16th 16th or 13th 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 and i'll be it's on a Friday, right? Maybe so, so. It's a Thursday. Thursday. Thursday, yeah, yeah. Because the 8th of the year. If I can get my way in there, I may do that. Right. I really may do that. I don't know how many more times you get to see him. Yeah, I, I mean, know. There, I saw him when I was younger, and it was when he was in his, uh, didn't know if he was going to show up or even be able to sit on his bar stool stage. Uh, so those, those, those shows were kind of... <sighs> Not what I expected, so I'm hoping yeah. that I can maybe catch him one time where he's just maybe on. You know, and I, I'd be willing to bet he probably doesn't let loose anymore. How he could just you? can't. He can't. It'd be really cool to me if like half of the things he did were like acoustic. You know, if he did just just him stool guitar with an amp. My night will be. I'd pay a hundred dollars to hear him sing Dinosaur flawlessly one time. You know, I'd like maybe pay two. Just give me like one. If you ever one. seen the movie The Wrestler with yeah. Mickey Rourke? Yeah. Like, if he died 
singing dinosaur because he was giving up too much energy, I would Holland Funeral Directors would take care of his funeral. Yeah, we would. I could that's that'd be a man. fact. I love I love I love Dinosaur, you know, when he sings uh, Blues Man. Um but I also like when he rocks Born to Boogie is I did, me too, man. <laughs> Hank's gonna be fun. He's good, man. Hank's that's that's fun. that's a fun Tupelo concert right there, man. An old there'll be a there'll be a really, really I don't know how you'd say it. Like it'll be a really diverse crowd at that Hank concert. Like cowboy hats, cowboy hats, belt buckles, a lot of wheelchairs, flannel <laughs> shirts, wheelchairs, maybe some walkers. Yeah, uh, you know, hip shaking, hip breaking. But yeah, it'll be it'll fun. Be, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. Absolutely. It'll be a good time. Looking forward to that. Always enjoy when you, know, you have classic genre acts come through Tupelo. No they doubt. always bring out huge crowds. James Taylor, Bonnie Ray, oh, Alabama, yeah. Dylan a long time ago. Yeah, the biggest ones we've ever seen. You know, the Eagles, Rod Stewart. Oh yeah, they always bring out the big crowd, young and old. Yes, uh, it's, for it's, instance, it's, it's you and I are not very old, but we love that music because of our, our parents. parents. Love so we music. go with them, and it's that we split generation, you know. And like the parents now that are like our age and a little older, they like the music, but it was never really introduced to their kids who right. are now like teenagers. So yeah. like, they're gonna be into like, like when Three Doors Down comes in twenty thirty four. I'm like, hey, you remember when we used hey, to listen to these? Papa were- Mac, can you give me tickets <laughs> for Three Doors Down? <laughs> Anyway, well, I, you know, uh, speaking of music, I saw one of the best live performances by a band I've seen in a while uh, at Blue Canoe the other night. There was a band called Revel in Dimes. They were really, man, they were really awesome. Bluegrass. No, I saw the stuff. No, the they, post. they were they were opposite of bluegrass. It was more almost like hill country blues rock. I mean, okay. they were awesome. I mean, it was it was different than you would think based on what cool. you would see. Oh, man, they were great. Um, I went on a Thursday night. To Blue Canoe, and yeah. I, I went. My I met my brother and a friend of mine, uh, another friend of mine. We up with one up there, Nate. And the special was the Big Bad Wolf smoked brisket mac and cheese burrito. Right. So Miles and them do a great brisket, but they wrap it up in this this Blue Canoe special, and they cover it in crack sauce, the cheese sauce, and fried onion peels or whatever. Dude, <clears throat> if when when I when I'm on death row <laughs> for committing some heinous crime or on my deathbed. I'm getting one meal. I got you. You just Please promised sure. me the same. Yeah, we do do this. I mean, it was fantastic. <laughs> and, you know, I thought it was just enough to get. And I've been trying to, you know, watch what I was eating. So I was like, I can't eat it all today because I'm going out tonight to eat this. I didn't drink any beers because I didn't want to waste those calories. Sure. I drank water, Diet Coke, and I ate that. And, man, I loved it. It was are, worth are it. You, are you doing the calorie counting thing? Uh, no. I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, like in my brain. You yeah, know okay. I mean? like, yeah. I got yeah, you. Yeah. Like, well, do I, I'm full doing it. So yeah. I'm going to make a pledge to you right now. This week, I don't know what day. I think it is Thursday that they have it. It is Thursdays. Me and you are going and getting that brisket mac and cheese burrito. All right, I won't eat Wednesday. Start damn, noon. be the calories. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut back for the day. I'm gonna uh, but yeah. I'm save enough for that meal. For that meal, and maybe even switch some wings. Oh, <laughs> or some crack fries, <laughs> or, or uh, blueberry bread pudding. Yeah, dessert. Maybe. But anyway, but it, if man, we have time, it was fantastic, <laughs> and he'll have some good music there this week. The music this past week was fan, was just phenomenal. Uh, like I said, Drew Chapman played, and uh, Revelin Dimes, which was unbeknownst to me, was really awesome. Yeah, you know, there was a good crowd there. And he had uh, Jimbo Mathis last night. Right? Jimbo Mathis was yeah. Saturday Catfish Music, man. Yeah. Jim- Jimbo's cool, so uh, it was a good time. Um, this weekend we got Elvis Fest. Yep, coming into town. Uh, a lot going on. Paul Thorne's playing Friday, and uh, Saturday's pretty much an entire day now dedicated to Elvis tribute artists. Yes. So that's you know that's you know I get it. It's, it is what it is. Uh, One of you please sing. If I can drink, if I can drink. please, and well, just let me know what time you're gonna be on stage. Uh, and uh, it kind of coincides with some cool stuff. Uh, that's gonna be fun. Everybody go check out Paul Thorne. Uh, he's he's good. He's good. Man. He's good, and a lot of folks know him. But internationally, he is yeah. acclaimed and famed. You know, and what he I mean? plays a really really good show in Tupelo too. He does. 
because yeah, it's, it's home. It's, it's home. He's, he's, he's going to do a, it's a fantastic home. He's got a job. great story. His songs tell great stories. Yes. Go go to go to that and support that. Backslide. Um, favorite Paul Thorne That's your favorite Paul Thorne song? Yes. That's a good one. Love That's it. a good one. Uh, that would be a good, a good time. Um, kind of coincides with a few things going on here in town uh, with the Blue Delta crew. I just want to give them a shout yeah. out real quick. Uh, I think it's uh, this week, maybe Thursday, the 6th or Wednesday. Uh, they're having the Banktown USA event at 122 yeah. Main Street. So all the bankers in the area uh, come up there. They're having uh, food from KOK. Is Tupelo Rocks putting that on? No, that's Blue Delta. It's, it's a Blue straight Del- Blue, Blue Delta. Delta and, uh, and Mitch. Mitch. And Mitch, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah Mitch is doing the... If, uh, if there's catered food, I just assume Mitch is Yeah, involved. Mitch is doing that, and, and the Blue Delta guys, are, uh, we're, 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 they're doing that. They're having a really cool event there. That's, uh, I'm, uh, I think, I really do think that's going to be uh, the June 6th. So that'll be Thursday. Thursday night. Yeah, from yeah. 4 to 9. Um, it'll be really good. Uh, good, good food, good drinks, all that kind of stuff. And then Saturday during Elvis Fest, uh, Blue Delta is hosting the uh, Fat Elvis Local Social at the same space at uh, MGKOK. Yeah. It's from eleven to four Saturday before everybody uh, kind of gets out yeah, and about sure. doing their things. So uh, it'll be fun. There'll be uh, food from KOK, some uh, fried peanut butter, bacon, banana sandwiches. I want to get up with you Saturday night. I, I'll be getting back from Pulaski around yeah. five or six o'clock. So Queen's Reward. Queen's Reward is going to be in the house uh, doing mead tasting Saturday yeah. at this event, and Tupelo River. Uh, Pete and Kelly, they're going to be down there. So yes, yes. And also, really cool thing here. Local singer songwriter, really talented guy from uh, down in the South Pontotoc area, Randolph, hey. Joe Alston, is going to be performing there. So it's nice. going to be a really good Coot event. Nation, so, stand yeah, up. so that's open to the public. There's going to be a lot of folks walking around. So y'all come check out one of those two events for Blue yeah. Delta. Uh, it's one of those weekends you're talking about, Brian. Yeah. If you, you can't say you ain't got nothing to do. Can't say you don't have anything to do. So those are those are some good things going on. And um, I want to ask you, well, real quick, we'll preface this statement before we wrap it up. Tupelo just unveiled the other day they're having a New Year's Eve event. Yeah. It's going to be a big deal. The, the change from 2019 to 2020. Mayor Shelton was really excited about that. All the, the CVB folks. Yeah. Really pumped about that. So if you could have any reasonable, okay, any reasonable regional band, so like the Revivalist are from New Orleans, like somebody like that, to come play a Tupelo New Year's you Eve event. stole my... Uh, other than the Revivalist. How big are we talking here? I... Uh, <clears throat> The, the revivalists are big, yeah, yeah, and their openers, K. Bain. <laughs> <laughs> um, who would it be, dude? You're gonna laugh at this. You're not gonna laugh at, it, but but I just think about you brought up Elvis Fest and it made me think about it. I would say get somebody. I, I would appease two genres, a rock genre and probably a country genre, just because. That's kind of the vibe in Tupelo is country rock, you know, and and not not rock country, not pop country, right? But I you would check just, yourself for you. Yeah, exactly. Right uh, I was like somebody like North Mississippi All Stars, man, fun. with like like a Tyler Childers or a mm. Cody Jinks or something like that. Like that yeah. would be fun. Whitey Morgan, somebody. Like y- that. Yes, exactly, man. I think that'd be awesome. I would one hundred percent. I think somebody that would cover almost every demographic that we have in the area. Of music lovers, I would go with uh, Robert Randolph and the Family I Band. Ju- I swear it popped with in my mind. Special guest, the Reverend Al Green. Now, Brian, you're talking about me paying to go now. Well, <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Who could bring in the Stars and Stripes and read Dude, it in New Year better than that? Incredible, man. That'd be fun. Where would you have it? That'd be my question. All right. So I had an idea thinking about this. We have listeners who are very powerful in town. Okay, and we have roads to divert people and detour people yeah. around this area. I really think the coolest thing would be if you blocked off Main Street downtown. And you put the the fe- the front of that stage facing 
I guess it would be west from down Reeds to KOK. So the back yeah. of the, the back of the stage is facing towards Papa V's down towards okay. the Okay, yeah. I would block off Main Street, kind of like a Bulldog Bash. Bulldog or Bash and Starkville, yeah. yeah. And I would block it all off, and I would have it in Main Street downtown. And I would have every restaurant open. I would have people in the streets and food trucks down there. And I would say, everybody's welcome. I would have a strong police force being there, shaking hands, everybody being True cool, that. community respect, support. And I would have I would block off Main Street. For New Year's Eve, that would be sick. it'd be so safe and fun. I mean, I mean, like I would have Uber and Lyft and all the taxis down there, and really try to make it a, and the the public the transportation for one night. Let's let's, let's make something really cool and do some planning. That's Dude, what I would do. I would block off Main Street. I thought about this, and it's kind of the same same idea. I don't know if you could pull it off, but I was thinking have the band on top of Park Heights rooftop, <laughs> and and barricade everything off like in a circle, so it kind of looked like like a Woodstock type of crowd. You can come from any direction and hear, do a screen on each side so you could see if you couldn't. Now, we're probably talking about Coen Brothers level production here, but, yeah. but I just think it'd be cool. But I love the idea of a central mm-hmm. space because Fair Park's great. It really yeah. is great. But it kind of blocks you off if you're not in the grass yeah. area. You know, like, yeah. so it's hard to block it's off, hard to enjoy it. Block off Main Street, get Robert Randolph. Let's do it, Tupelo. Let's do it. We'll start a hashtag on Twitter. We'll do something. We will. Yeah, but anyway. Block off Maine. Well, I, something happened to me the other day. I, I, I nearly didn't make it here. I was, uh, I was trying to get coffee. Oh, yeah. And I was at the Starbucks there on Main Street. And I got to grind my gears real quick with you. Because we're talking about Tupelo stuff. Please. Where you're pulling out there at Starbucks, to go left or right, right yeah. there by the Hardee's, those bushes there, who in their right mind puts bushes over the... I mean, you can't see there. I mean... I mean, it's, it's got to be, like, on them, like... I would love to be able to, like, all right, let's blame the landscaping company. But they were like, hey, we want shrubs there. Man. But so I dangerous. agree, man. There's several places in Tupelo that are like that. Like, Well, right there in that little spot you're speaking of, I can't. there's probably a wreck a week coming out of McDonald's mm-hmm. right there. It's a, it's a tough spot anyway, that little hill. That little yeah, because, I mean, you're going over, and if you're coming left out of McDonald's and getting anything other than the turn lane, you're looking yeah. at a disaster, possibly. Yeah. So well, that's, that's something that needs to be addressed. Yeah, just, just the folks that are listening, be wary of that place right there. It's it's tough. Um, don't make me go all the way to Strange Brew. I mean, I will for my safety. Yeah. So looking at you, Starbucks. I like, yeah. you know, I like I like some of your drinks. So get that. True that, out. man. So, well, McKinley, it's been fun. Before we go, we got to give a quick uh, shout out tribute. Yes. And I want to get your thoughts on it, because uh, you actually have had some, some dealings with this gentleman. Yes. Uh, North Mississippi, not even North Mississippi, the entire region of the Southeast United States lost a, a true gentleman of the game of basketball. Yes. And I'll be damned, just a gentleman in general. Period. Uh, Gerald Snyder uh, was at the forefront of basketball scouting and recruiting in this area for a long time. Yes. Uh, he's one of the godfathers of the hotbed, and um, really just one of the nicest people you ever meet. He's he, he so passed nice. away. This past yes, week, he did. and uh, before I give a couple stories, I want you to talk about because you sat on many sidelines with him. Oh, you've ridden you those bus rides those times that he went man, with. So, so I tell can me about tell you that that just being a fan, and of course, whatever school I'm at, and with my friends that are coaching, I'd always support Brian and Chris and Kyle and 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 me and Mike Gregory when at Pontotoc, and sometimes even not at Pontotoc, we always sit on the end of the court. And there's always, you know, little chairs, little folding chairs there. And sure enough, I mean, it, it, if it happened two times, it happened 30. Gerald Snyder's there. I mean, and he, he walks in. Hello, friend. How are you? I don't think he ever knew my name, ever. He knew Mike because everybody knows Mike. But he'd walk in. Hello, friend. And he'd sit down and he'd just talk basketball, man. And I never knew really what to say because 
for about two or three times. I didn't know what he was doing. <laughs> and finally I asked Vanderbilt, I said, man, who's that old guy in the gray hair down there? He goes, that's Gerald Snyder. I said, well, what does he do? He's like, he runs a recruiting service. And, you know, at the time I didn't think a lot about it, but looking back on it, he did this before it was a thing. Yeah. You know, and he, he did it, and he did it for the right reasons. He was never in it for money. He was ne- he just wanted to represent the kids of not only Mississippi, but Alabama, Arkansas, Louisiana, Tennessee, you know, he all over the place. And he did it without any fanfare and just, just a super, super good guy and guy that needs to be recognized for sure. You know, my, my, I, I tweeted this the other day, but I remember a funny thing. He would ride with us to basketball games. We were at Pontotoc with Chris and I. We yeah. Had, and then uh, one year he went with us and – I think it was the year before Kyle got there. It was just Chris and I. Chris was the head coach. I was his only assistant. Yeah, that was, that was my first year. Yeah, I so remember that. Sometimes Gerald was on the bus, you know, just hanging out. And it was just like on the way to the game, we were getting scouting reports about who we were playing, yeah. who we were going to play. He knew everybody. Uh, we would throw tournaments. And we'd be like, hey, Gerald, we need to get some teams from Alabama, from Arkansas. Who has good players? And he would know the good players. He Immediately. The but the funny thing is he would pull out his notebook yeah. and his index cards, and he would have everybody's number. And he always had to ask me for mine just about every time we saw each other because he would lose it. He didn't know how to save it in his phone. Oh, yeah. And I remember we were on the bus one day, and he said, Coach, what you know about this tweeter? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, tweeter? And he said, yeah, you know, tw- oh, Twitter. Yeah, Twitter. Yeah, yeah. I said, well, Gerald, it's, it's kind of the way everybody's getting news out and receiving news. And it wasn't too long after that I saw a Gerald Snyder Twitter account. And I don't <laughs> yeah. know if it ever tweeted. I don't know yeah. if it did anything. But he was he was trying to figure out that. And I'll say this, and I mean it like uh, in a, a, a debt of gratitude towards him. He was a dinosaur in an age of robots, but he still made it work. And was relevant. Mm-hmm. That's what was I'm still relevant. He was still having – old-timey font put on really cool letterheads and it, yeah. it looked vintage and cool and i was like man this is this reminds me of days gone but by see, that and means like something it. to people you know absolutely more, much more than a tweet ever yeah, would you yeah. get something in the mail and it's got gerald snyder's you know stationery and all that that's a big deal man yeah, that I mean, needs to come back i remember the first time i ever met him i think it was about 1994 he was having a showcase at holmes community college in goodman and uh, my dad was coaching at Indianola Academy, and I went to stay with my dad in the summer. I was living in Knoxville. Yeah, time, yeah. And I went to spend the summer with him. And we, the first day I got there, uh, he said, we've got to go down to watch this showcase. I was like, okay, whatever. They don't have these in East Tennessee where I'm at. You know? Right. And uh, we went down there, and we had a friend of ours who was coaching at Miami at the time, Stan Jones. Yeah. And he, you know, we may or may not have been told to just go over there and watch a couple guys there recruiting. And uh, we did. Nick Kahn. Coach at Smithville? Yeah. Or maybe he's still and, at Smithville. Uh, Alcorn Central, he maybe? Was, he played at Alcorn Central. Yeah. He was one of them. Yeah. And a couple other guys like that. So, anyway, we uh, we went over there, and uh, there were 200 kids, all wearing jerseys, numbered 1 through 200. And it was a well-oiled machine, and they played. And there were probably 50 junior yeah. college, NAIA, D3 kind of, you know, sure. schools. And they're watching. And, I mean, I bet, I bet half those kids found a place to play, you know, just because of – the directly and indirectly mm-hmm. because of Gerald Snyder. People owe their careers as coaches, as teachers, as whatever they're doing because Gerald Snyder got them into a college that they probably had no business being at, maybe right. not been able to afford at that time, or got them to a place where a coach fell in love with them and cared for them and, made, and pulled them through. Sure. And that, that was because of Gerald. So shout out to him. And, uh, and they did. It, it, you could see by the outpouring support on social media. And, and the paper had a great right. article yeah. on him. It just super, super guy. Everybody loved him. And the, the funny, the, the, one of the things Gerald always said, he called everybody friend that yeah. they, 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 they cared about. And uh, he said people were, if he talked about you in high regard, you were known as good people. So yeah. Kyle Hurd, uh, our friend that coaches girls at Pontotoc, he had a really awesome heartfelt tweet about Gerald. And he said, uh, and to quote Gerald, he was good people. 
Definitely without a doubt. People. So, uh, it, you know, we're, everybody's going to miss Gerald. We're going to miss him on the sidelines this year. And I'm just going to say this right now. Uh, a lot of my coaching friends, listen, in this area, you know what? You should probably reserve one of those seats on the sideline this year. Yeah. Just to put a sign up there. Mark don't, it off. Don't let anybody sit in that one. You know, just that'd be uh, a really cool just, gesture. Just don't let anybody sit in that one this year. You know, that's what you should do. But if you don't, I know you got to, you got to, that five bucks, I'm sure every game is really important to you. Right. But if you have a chance, put an extra chair on there. Just reserve it for you, especially in Union County. Absolutely. For this year. For so sure. Anyway, anyway well, McKinley has been awesome. It's been great Enjoyed seeing you. It, Thanks man. for letting me in your place and giving me the tour. Yeah, anytime, man. Yeah, next time we've got Jan, make sure Marsha's hanging out. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we got we got a couple things coming up this week, and it'll be fun. And we look forward to sharing those with you. And we're definitely gonna get together Thursday and go eat yeah, that, that burrito. I want that burrito, so it'll be cool. Well, thanks for listening, y'all. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you could check us out as always on Twitter at the Happening Pod and on Instagram at Happening Pod, and we'll link our cast soon, and you'll get to enjoy it. And we'll have another one for you ready for you know it. Absolutely, we had fun. Y'all be safe out there. Thanks for listening. <laughs>